Can you remember what we were talking about? Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And I'm back. And I'm ready. And this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the continued Chatelaine. Uh, gentlemen, how are we? How, how is everyone? What, what have you been up to in the last five minutes? Because I forgot about things I was up to. I can actually do this. Okay, cool. We should uh, just before you do, we should probably just explain that this is a continuation of last week's episode, uh, which we we're recording straight away because we were so inspired oh. by the conversation, uh, and it felt like it was actually going to a really good place. So we we kind of want to just continue that conversation whilst we we're on to a good uh, while we were on to a winner, uh, and also it means that we've got an episode in the bank. So don't cheapen it. Don't cheapen it. <laughs> It's not cheap, it? I'm just no, being no, honest. No. Inside people. baseball. Uh, okay. Uh, so anyway, yeah. Al, what have you been up to? Um, so similar to last week, <laughs> I've been repairing uh, vehicles in the yard. So um, I don't even remember. I, I bought the Proton, which has 7,000 yeah. miles, 7, miles on the clock. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful condition. The engine is immaculate. The gearbox is immaculate. Everything about it is great. Apart from it's obviously been rained on for 30 years. Yeah, and um, in all their infinite wisdom, uh, the Malaysian manufacturers decided to make the window regulator just be like a channel of galvanized steel that the window sits in. So Wonderful. a lot, a lot of windows now there's there's just like brackets that are glued onto the glass. Yeah, yeah, and they're actuated by the the regulator. Um, this is just like a shower door. Where it's just sat in a channel, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is going to accumulate some water over thirty years, which is fine yeah. if it's galvanized. Yeah. But if you then put that under stress every time you open and close a window, eventually that galvanization is going to crack. Water's going to get in, and that is just yeah. going to fucking disintegrate. Yeah. Um, so I have been well. First part of call was just to cut off a healthy section, weld it back on while holding my breath because it was galvanized. Um, so at least I could actuate the window because the problem was I was using the car to get to work yeah. and I can't get in the car park because you can't open my window. <laughs> um, so I was quick fix was just weld it back on and actually have a window that goes up and down. Uh, Long term, I'm trying to get some channel that I can replace it with. You can't get mild steel from just a normal like metal oh. merchant at that size. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it also needs to be thin enough that I can actually crimp it because I want to. It's basically crimped onto the glass. It's not glued yeah. in. Mm-hmm. It's not silicone or anything. You should get a metal break and just make your own. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, I do have a metal break from Dr. Malty, but it's not wide enough for the whole thing, um, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, manufacturing car parts because they're no longer available unless you live in Malaysia and these things are ten, literally 10 a penny. Yeah. <laughs> you could just order it, but it would not come uh, this year if I, if I ordered it from, from Malaysia. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to make my own, if in doubt. Or it, it felt like uh, owning a Land Rover, Steve, and just yeah. folding some sheet metal into yeah. the part I need. It's fine. Just hit it until it works. Mm-hmm. Um, the other option is just to fly over to Malaysia, have a have a holiday there, and then there's bring so many bits, so many bit in this dirt cheap as well, mm. and just everything's brand new and readily available because obviously everyone's still got their protons over there. Yeah, yeah. There you go. And it's not as I was going to say, it's not as wet. It's definitely as wet in Malaysia. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost wetter. Uh, yeah, just take um, take an extra suitcase, fill it full of car bits, pay for the uh, excess weight fee. Um, oh, they won't weigh anything. 
The car weighs 900 kilograms. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, fair one. But, um, yeah, do that. Go on holiday to Malaysia. Um, right. In which case, yeah, yeah, Brett, what have you been up to in the last 10 minutes? Um, well, I'm looking over the to-do list and just continuing my excitement for things going forward. Also, I know that once we get done with this, I'm going to be so motivated and so inspired yeah. to just get to the things that I need getting to. Um, unfortunately, some of those are, you know, like phone calls and, and bureaucracy and red tape and paperwork and stuff. But uh, if everything goes well, by the time this episode, for sure, by the time this episode comes out, I should have some really cool updates and, and I don't know, goings on. I'm still so excited for the Airstream project because um, I didn't really go into a lot of detail about it. But because it's going to be kind of a mobile workshop, like a generic workshop space uh i think my favorite part's going to be demo as it usually is for any of these bigger projects that we all work on but demo is going to be awesome and i get to get a new tool which is a power riveter oh nice. yes nice and i'm so excited like they're kind of pricey just because mm -hmm. they're a unitasker that saves your arm from developing early arthritis and carpal tunnel um, but for as pricey as they are, I'm just, I'm so excited to actually use it and just go whoop and like <laughs> pop a rivet right into it. It's going to be great. Unfortunately, I did talk to Al a couple weeks ago, uh, about alternatives and he has those beautiful scissor riveter things that like, uh, like an Acme, so awesome. uh, yeah. boxing glove. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a part of me was thinking maybe we go that direction just to uh, save a little bit of stretch, but don't. Because I, I had a pair of those and they, well, the pair that I had were a relatively cheap pair and they they were made of cheese. They just broke oh, no, on the, like the, the ones I've got wheel. are beautiful. Uh, oh. Daniels gave me them actually. Oh, um, nice. But they are like violently unpredictable and aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like you don't know when it's going to cut and when it does, the whole thing will come flying at you <laughs> and you don't know which direction because it's on yeah. like a funny like comedy. Yeah. <laughs> Weirdly enough, I'm actually uh, I'm uh, I'm making. Uh, oh, whoa, 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 whoa! There's danger. We're talking about tools. Yeah, I know. Uh, but I'm making a set of sample uh, rivet setters for a guy that wants to sell them to leather workers. Um, mm. and, uh, and yeah, that's that's been an interesting task because it's like it's making something that essentially is just a a bit of metal with a taper on the end and a hole drilled in it. And it's like that's pretty much everything you do. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, mm -hmm. But it's it's going from that to making it so that it's actually like looks forge. Like basically, yeah, I'm yeah, justifying yeah. the fact that I'm putting it in the forge. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, that's that's been a fun task. Um, but yeah, sorry, Brett, you were saying. Oh, about, uh, that was, was kind of it. Just, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm just um, excited. Hopefully, I can tell you guys in a couple of weeks that the river gun is just the best thing ever. Yes. Uh, well, I mean, I am inspired by how the pair of you managed to make a. Uh, an update about the last five minutes uh go on for so long that was that a cup of tea as well yeah I was, that, that's what i was gonna say is literally the only thing i've done is make a brew um but uh like i said like we were we, we all, all three of us were kind of motivated to to spend a little bit more time talking about this subject because it felt like it's it's kind of got legs and one of the points that that al brought up um that really struck a chord with me is the fact uh is the separation between motivation and inspiration and i think for me um like the more i think about it the more i think 
inspiration is never really a problem because i have a huge backlog of projects that i want to work on um and also like commission work and stuff like that like the so the inspiration i don't think is ever a massive issue despite the fact that i very rarely can remember these things when it comes to actually doing them i'm like uh, what was the thing that i was supposed to do uh so yeah it's not inspiration it's more more my memory um but the problem I do have, uh, which I kind of discussed earlier, is uh, motivation. Um, and that's that can come in several like forms. But like um, one of the problems I, I, I know that I have is the fact that, uh, as we were talking in the pre-show, like the fact that there's a lot of, um, or I, I have a lot of things that I need to work on. Um, and a lot of ideas and i've got all these like inspired projects and things I'm like i just want to do the thing hmm. uh but every time i've got the motivation to you know go and, and, and work on something generally there's a list of other things that need doing first um so like finding the the regular motivation i think is is kind of hard for me um because it's again it's that whole thing of like clearing through the the horrible jobs to get to the fun stuff and again like you know like we were saying earlier on as soon as you start it it's it's almost hard to to stop um and like you you, know, you go off and you like oh well, while i'm doing this i'm going to do that and whilst i'm waiting for that to dry i'm going to quickly do this bit and you, know, you end up doing like 15 things at once and it's great it's a really productive day um but then you know you might not get back in the workshop for a couple of days or a week or whatever and then your motivation might be gone and you know sometimes it's like right i've got all this motivation and i, uh, I can't get down the workshop or i've got this time down the workshop but i just I, I have no motivation which goes back to the the um the whole thing we were saying right at the very beginning about sometimes when you're you're motivated to work but you're not necessarily inspired um or you've got the time but you're not necessarily motivated Sometimes it's worth just going like, right, okay, I'm just going to tidy up. I'm just going to start cleaning things. And then that motivation comes because you're like, oh, well, whilst I'm whilst I'm holding this thing, I'm going to put it over here. And, oh, actually, I could make a, a stand for this to go on. And you just, you kind of trick your brain into to being motivated or whatever. I, I don't think it's a trick. I mean, the, like, by definition, it, it it's about movement. Yeah you know, we're talking about it being a, an ongoing thing. It isn't that you get a spark of motivation. It's that, yeah. you do, it's, it's that it does continue. And so you, you, you do that one thing and then you do the other thing and then do the next thing. And then, you know, and it builds and it's almost like giving you energy. Mm. Like the more, the more I work, the more energy I have to work. Yeah. Whereas if you, if you sat there not working, it's like, oh, fuck, like, I, I don't know if I can start it. I don't know yeah. if I've got time. As soon as you start, you make time. And then the next thing you know, it's three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. But if I were to think about it now, I'd go, oh, it's eight, it's six o'clock. I probably haven't got time. Yeah. And already that sort of anxiety is kicking in and you're going, oh, shit, no, maybe, maybe there's, maybe there's an excuse as to why I, I don't do it. Yeah. You know, or, or, or something else is more important. Something else takes priority. But yeah. one, one, once you've got that ball rolling and you've got that momentum and you've got that motivation, you're almost like you, it's like NBA jam. Like you're on fire. You just keep going. <laughs> on yeah. fire. I mean, that's hundred percent what happened with me earlier on. Like I, it got to, I think it was like half two and I was like, ah, oh, well the, the dump closes at three at four. So by the time I've loaded the car up and got there, it's going to be 
you know, half three, and there's, there's almost no point in doing you it. You mean now. the like, municipal recycling centre, Stephen? I, I do. The, the, implies, the dump implies that you're just dumping it there. <laughs> yeah, this is very true. Um, but, you know, like, and I had to kick myself. I was like, it's not going to take me half an hour to unload the fucking car. And the guys that work there aren't going to get upset that I'm turning up at half three. It's not like it's a pub where, you know, I'm walking in at like five to nine and asking for a three course meal. Like I'm literally just turning up, unloading my car and leaving again. Like that's it. Um, and yeah, I, I think again, like it's, this goes back to what I was saying earlier on. Like I need something physical, um, like actually like a physical presence uh to to get motivated i can't do it by if someone sends me a text and just says like hey dude do the thing it's like yeah okay and I, just, <laughs> I feel like steve's reaction is laying in bed going no yeah pretty much. like nah, i'm just gonna stay here and cuddle the dog um whereas if there's a there's a physical thing to do or if i start physically doing something like all of a sudden it's again it, it, like you say it's that movement it's it's getting the ball rolling um it's that that whole thing of you know uh fuck i can't remember the, the physics of it but like a moving object take requires less force and, and all of that um but uh but yeah because like i um i find it like if sometimes if i'm especially doing the job at the moment like by the end of the shift pattern that i do because i'm a dickhead and don't go to bed early enough um i end up getting like four hours sleep a night um and then by the end of the the you know well it was six days but it's now thankfully cut down but by the end of the the four days i'm like i'm really fucking tired so i'm just gonna sit on the sofa and i'll make a coffee and i'll drink the coffee and then i'll do something (laughs) but by the time i've drunk the coffee i'm then like oh i'm all cozy and this and like if i can get up and like right i just i'll just go get myself a glass of water and um, whilst i'm in there i'll wash up a couple of cups uh right, okay I, I can do that so i go in and i do that and i say to myself like once i've done it you know i, I can go and sit back down it's fine it's fine um I go back down and i'll be like right okay well i've done that now i kind of the ball's rolling right i'll, I'll just okay, quickly what's do next this. what's next yeah i quickly yeah. do that I quickly do that and um, because like the well, those hinges that, are a bit squeaky yeah exactly like fuck it i'm going around the workshop i'm going to make a bassoon um what to accompany the squeaking hinges (laughs) (laughs) Um, i really want to make a bassoon now um i don't know what bassoon sounds like that was a tuba yeah uh (laughs) it's like isn't it like an oboe oh is it a woodwind instrument i think so i think it's the one with the anyway oh is it um, the one with the fancy curly bits yeah yeah so it's like a trick but with a um yes yeah that's that's the one um but yeah, like through the winter, I've I've really struggled with motivation because it's been so fucking cold. Like it's just one of those where it's like, even to do the smallest task requires, you know, wrapping up, walking all the way down. Like I say, walking all the way down, it's a two fucking minute walk. But you know, walking down to the workshop, unlocking it, getting all the lights on. The, you know, I've got to sort the dog out first and all of this, and it just becomes this whole fucking rigor and rule that I just end up talking myself out of it. And now it's at the point where it's like, actually, I can just chuck on a hoodie and walk down there and not be freezing my tits off. Like, that's all I needed. Now I'm like, right, okay, yeah, I'm just going to go in the workshop and I'm just going to tidy up. I'm just going to have a clear out. I'm just going to do this. And as soon as I get down there, I'm like, start clearing up. And then I go, oh, well, actually, I could quickly do this thing. I could quickly grind this knife or I could quickly do that. And like I say, th- those, um, that motivation just builds on itself. Um, rather than 
yeah, it's just like like you say that little initial spark. But uh, but but, they, but going. But it's also um, that's a fantastic hand movement. Though. It's good, isn't it? I'm, but I'm, yeah. I'm I'm trying to just I'm trying to think of the word to describe this hand movement, and it's not jazz. Um, <laughs> no, so it the motivation isn't also linear. Mm. It 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 spreads. So so Steve, yeah. that 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 initial step of going out getting it you know that then might lead to oh because then i'll go for a walk and i'll get 10 minutes of exercise and then it's yeah. oh then i'll get a bit more routine in terms of when i eat and i might yeah. have the coffee but then i'll do this properly and then and then the next thing you know you're like oh then i'm tidying up every time and then i'm you know yeah. and everything everything gets better yeah even that initial ball ache of doing one thing is suddenly the motivation to do lots of things it, but it's it's not that they're all adding to the fucking list no. they could they could just be part of doing the same thing so yeah, yeah, it's like, oh, I need to go to the workshop to make one thing, but that that takes twenty processes. Yeah, to get there, it's not just about making the thing. Yeah, it's it's like back to what what I was talking about at work. Like the design part is like five percent. <laughs> yeah, it's everything that you do to have to get there. Um, and we do like road. One of the things I actually value from the agile process is is road mapping, where you just road map out the entire project. Yeah. From start to finish. What are the, every single thing I need to do? Everything. So from like lighting the forge, you know, they, 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 they did like an exercise of like how roadmap out a wedding or roadmap out yeah, going yeah. for dinner, you know, and you yeah. do something arbitrary and trivial. Um, and just even thinking about all those steps, you're like, fuck, a lot goes into this. Yeah. Or no, that I can do in my sleep. That I can do with my eyes closed. That's really easy. That one I might need someone else's help on. And even just, I mean, you can physically do this. You could, you could get a load of post-it notes and make out a list of like what the job entails, Brett. So if you, yeah. if you're like, um, get the airstream up and running. It's like, what are the fifty things I need to do? And even the process of thinking about the things you need to do mm-hmm. will help you solve it. And already, it's less daunting. So that motivation becomes less of this like huge bear looming behind you, trying to get you to yeah. do the work. So you didn't have to. No, no, no. Mid sentence. Uh, no, I was just going to say, like talking about the agile process, um, she really did stop mid sentence. That was a very, uh, that was, uh, yeah, the, the agile process that just made me think. And when, when you were talking about it, um, of, uh, blockers and there are certain tasks that will <laughs> can't block- do that. Yeah. But it's not necessarily even a, a physical, like, I can't do that because yeah. I don't have that tool or whatever. It's just like. I can't do that because that task gives me anxiety or, oh, that gonna, task or, or the fact that it's cold just, is going to make it more difficult. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, like, it's, it's one of those things that like, it's a, it's a mental blocker. Um, and I'm interested to see how you guys can kind of, uh, push through or like motivate yourself through those. Cause like there's, there's a, a few ways of doing it. Um, and I think we've, we kind of talked about it in the other episode about, um, how you can, take that motivation from seeing other people and from realizing it and like i said for me sometimes it's just talking about it and realizing like vocalizing it mm. to go why the fuck am i putting it off because of that small little thing like i because i i really do i have a habit of building shit up in my head and making it a much bigger problem than it actually is mm-hmm. um but sometimes just sometimes you can pass that off onto someone else mm. and i don't mean like just like Ah, oh, you you deal with that, but like, get someone else in and be like, you know, Brett, can you come give us a hand in the workshop? Um, and you be like, yeah, sure. What do you, what do you need? And I was like, 
I literally just need to, you know, sand down this bit of wood. Um, but I don't want to. Like, and you, you won't even need to fucking do it. Like, you'll walk in and be like, right, I just need to do this and start doing it. And then that's it. I've started doing it and then I'm doing mm-hmm. it and it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that was a, a really bad example. But, you know, like, or no, it, it, might it, be, it makes it, sense. You physically can't do. Yeah, well, yeah. it's it's what you were talking about in the previous episode where um, it's not necessarily about having the crutch of of somebody you need to call to motivate you or like you're saying a minute ago, like you got to text somebody that says, do the thing just to get that yeah. affirmation. Mm-hmm. But the idea that you have, you know, a reliable circle of people, whether or not they're actually within proximity, like travel time or or like a day to hang out and, and play around in the workshop. Yeah. I do think there is something uh, very, very important when it comes to your own little community, right? Your own little tight knit group of people that you can reach out to and go, I'm having trouble getting this project started. I don't really know what's going on. And then you're not asking them to motivate you because that's, that's not really fair to put on somebody else. What if they're having a shitty yeah. day? And like, I don't yeah. want to, I don't want to take on your emotional energy right now. No, thank you. <laughs> um, but there are there are a couple of people that I know I can reach out to just to get my own uh, motivation directed, right? For me, it's about, I, I know we've all been kind of talking about our, our differential uh, equations between inspiration and motivation. I feel like I have enough of both on the regular, like too much of both. And what it takes for me is finding the actual path for the day. So you, you ask the question, Steve, like, how do you kind of deal with that? Or how do you find your solutions? Mm-hmm. What I started doing, which is like ridiculously tedious and micromanaging, and I'm not suggesting this to anybody because it's just how my <laughs> brain works. But I have all these Google Docs and Google calendars and things because I've shifted over. I realized that handwritten notes will always still exist. Like I'll always yeah, still yeah. have a notebook and, and handwritten notes to do things and to do lists. But there you go, Al. But it helps me uh, to be able to physically move things. So if I write a, a single thing on a post-it note, great. Yeah. I will typically not do that because I like writing very small and like optimizing the the size. So it's having them digital and being able to physically move like, hey, yeah. the weather was shit today. I couldn't work on the workshop. That's going to go to tomorrow. Here's where the micromanaging comes in. I actually have subfolders of things to do on nice days, things to do on shitty days, like inside work, outside work. And then I have batch batch folders, which is uh, what we kind of giggle about over the last couple episodes where I've started to go, oh, if I have to work on electrical, these are the electrical tasks. Some of them are inside and outside, right? So there's all these Venn diagrams of... Yeah, that's really like... As much as I'm taking the piss, like that's that's fucking genius because you you can group them together. Like, well, I've got to turn the power off anyway, so I might as well get all of this shit. Done. That's exactly what it is. I turn the power off to do that light that I was talking yeah. about last episode, and then I realized I had a dead outlet for a year. Yeah. I fixed it because I sussed out the problem. I've had a light that will never turn off on the back of my house because when they wired this place, they weren't able to actually test it, and one of the switches turned off all the outlets on one wall, but it wouldn't turn off the light on the outside of the house. And I found out through context clues and trial and error, I figured yeah. out how to reroute it. And I've learned more working on all the other stuff. 
but I did it all on one day where it was cold and violently windy outside because I knew I didn't, I, I was doing most of the work inside. So batching yeah. them down like that, it's the way we do file management when we're editing videos and things like that. It, I just mm. had to find that, I'll say motivation, but really it was just, I needed a direction. Like why, yeah. why am I finding those fault points? Like you're talking about or the stopping points where you go, I can't physically do that or mentally it's taxing yeah, so yeah. much that I can't seem to move forward. So I kind of just put it on the back burner. Well, now batching these things out and kind of file managing, let's quotes, file managing the way my brain works and the projects that I have to do is helping with, I wake up every morning, I look outside, I look at the task list, I look if there's any phone calls that day, I look at my calendars and things like that. I know everything that's ahead of me. Mm. And then I make a decision based on whatever information I have that day. And yeah. for the last three months, it's just like, I'm kind of unstoppable and it feels really good right now. And I'm not trying to sound narcissistic or anything, but no. I feel like I'm kicking ass every day. <laughs> I, I must admit, like, I fucking, I love that as an idea. I wish that I had the self-discipline and organization to be able to do that myself. Because I think that's fucking brilliant. Um, but there is no way in hell I would keep that shit updated. I just, I cannot do it for me. But see, it's weird that you bring that up where you're like, oh, I'm not disciplined enough. How hard is it for you to go to the gym? I fuck, like at the moment, fucking impossible. Well, okay, whatever. <laughs> do you feel like it's easier to talk yourself into, hey, we need to go to the gym and do some lifts rather than being like, hey, I need to go to the workshop. <laughs> we need to go to the gym and do hours. some lists. <laughs> some lists. But Steve, sorry, this is I'm, my perception. I'm only, but only doing uh, lists at the gym now. <laughs> It's my oh, perception because I don't actually interact with you like day to day, but it does seem like you have this buildup and you're, you're kind of admitting it and I'm not trying to take a piss, but the amount of work that it takes to get to the forge and do the projects and complete things or whatever, and the hours and the time that you have to put into that, it does seem like it's an easier decision for you to go, but I need to go work out. So you do that maybe instead of doing the other thing. And that takes a massive amount of discipline. And it's why a lot of people go through the the ups and downs of working out and trying to take care of themselves mm. physically because they do the opposite, right? It's like, I don't want to go to the gym and I got to lift stuff and it's exertion. And I'm all tired afterwards and I don't want to do anything. I'll just, you know what? I'll just go to the workshop for nine hours. Yeah. yeah. See, I think for me, the, the, the blockers to the workshop are... Uh, harder to overcome than the ones for going to the gym. Going to the gym, it's just my own laziness, and I can kick myself in the ass for that and be like, "No, nah, I need, I need to go work out. Like, I need to do it." Um, and because I know it has direct benefits, I know that it will make me feel more energetic, make me feel better. Like at the moment, like the the last month, I've probably been to the gym maybe four or five times because I've just been ill and I've not been able to do it. Um, and I feel fucking horrible because of it. I feel sluggish. I feel crap. You know, I end up with a migraine yesterday because I've just not done enough physical movement. Um, and I know that going to the gym like fixes a lot of those issues. Um, whereas, you know, <laughs> going to the workshop pays my fucking bills. But mm -hmm. a lot of my problem as well is because it's it like going to the workshop feels selfish because it's for me. Um, uh, so yeah, it, it's a, it's a bit of a weird one. And again, that, this is one of the reasons why I like, um, sharing a workspace because then there's a sense of, um, not actually 
ownership, but there's a sense of duty. Like, right, well, you know, Joe's starting at nine o'clock at the workshop. Therefore, I'm starting at nine o'clock at the workshop. Therefore, if I'm late, there's account there's accountability to it, I suppose. Um, and that's the thing is that like literally getting to the workshop is the the little getting the little ball rolling, and that's mm-hmm. sometimes that's all you need. And it, it's the same thing with going to the gym. like I I have uh, like struggled with it in the past and there's been times where i've gone like yeah and a lot of this is to do with mental health but like there's there's times where i've gone like i need to go to the gym like no and you just take it one step at a time and sometimes it's just like right all i'm gonna do the only thing i need to do and i won't beat myself up if it's if that's all i manage is just i just need to put my gym clothes on like just get changed put my gym kit on like right and do that and then it's like right well i'm there i might as well just drive down to the gym and then drive down to the gym and then it's like, right, well, I'm, I'm here. I might as well do my warm-up, do my warm-up. And then, you know, and it's, again, it's building that. And don't get me wrong, there's been times where I've got changed into my gym kit and gone, fuck it. <laughs> That's I'm, it. Yeah, I, I, this is all I'm doing. And there's times where I've been down the gym and I've got, like, halfway through my warm-up and I've just gone, I just can't fucking do this today. And I've had to leave and go home. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I've, I've done the same with uh, the workshop. I think at the moment, the like, a, a big part of getting down the workshop at the moment is just the... The, the fact that it's fucking cold um mm-hmm. but also that half my tools are over at joe's workshop um but again like this is why i'm i'm looking forward to um in the next few weeks when you know joe's in his workshop more often and because we have a few things that we're working on together um there's a reason for me to be there there's a reason for me to be there at x time um so yeah that makes it a, a lot a lot easier for me and it's it's weird like uh, the, like one of the things i think i've spoken about on here before is the fact that i um if if i'm working if i uh if i go out and i, I do something then i come home and i'm like right i want to go to work now that's why like i quite like the job that i have because you know i do you know, four hours of work um and then come home and I'm like right quick cup of tea and then carry on and i can be productive because i've you know, that ball's already moving. I'm already got that movement. Whereas when I have to start from cold with no accountability, it takes a lot longer for me to get one. And that's why half the time, if I'm not working, I end up being super fucking productive at nine o'clock at night because it's taken me that long to, to get the ball rolling. You've, you've, you've touched on it, Steve, but responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> so be it, you know, you're accountable for something or you've committed to something or you've got a deadline or you've made a promise to someone, a commitment. Um, even just like guilt and peer pressure, like they're the things that motivate me. I know it sounds kind of depressing. Like yeah. it's not my own oh. desires or yeah, needs yeah. that motivate me. It's yeah. because somebody else is involved. Yeah. Um, I, don't know if you, I don't know if you've read um, the Foundation series. Yes. But Brett, when you were talking about your lists, it was like Harry Seldon. He's he's predicted the future, right? He's used science, maths, history, and psychology to work out what's going to happen. And he's written it all down, he's calculated it all, and he's made it all, and he's worked it all out. And it all comes true, apart from it keeps fucking up, and he doesn't know why. Mm-hmm. And basically the point is external circumstances. He didn't take into account aliens <laughs> in, in his massive list of calculations. So he right. do all the spreadsheets in the world, but the external circumstances are going to change that. So, Brett, that is a fantastic thing for you personally mm. in, in Brett land to have that thing. But 
a million people would throw spanners in all those little cells yeah. in every single page of that spreadsheet uh, every minute given every, any opportunity. Yeah. So I struggle with that. I would love that approach, but I that just doesn't work for me because yeah, there'd be something along the way, like 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 the dude at the fucking council, Brett, who's got to come and sign it off, or mm-hmm. the, the the woman who can't be bothered to send you the form. All of a sudden, that whole column's gone to shit because yeah. <laughs> yeah. you were assuming nothing was going to happen. So yeah. right, that 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 level of responsibility and like, yeah, outside of your world. It's yeah. played a massive role for motivation. Absolutely. And it's um, you know, as good as I feel about things and, and excited for these projects as I am, I know I discussed it a little bit last time, but the whole like I'm in full control now, which is what I, I wanted to be like self-employed and, and handle my own business and you know, make my decisions on work time and do the work that I wanted to do and pay bills and stuff. And I'm not necessarily, you know, I, I'm not going to say that things are like, oh my God, I'm in such a good space right now. <laughs> Everything, all solutions, my day is a dream. Um, but the the way that I've managed myself and the way that I've done this whole foldering and and, you know, micromanaging, you're right. I didn't really say it, but it, what, ends up screwing up my day is waiting on other people and it's yeah. like oh but when i do end up running into a situation that i cannot control or influence i called the county twice last week and i could tell by the second day that the lady was kind of like i told you i'd let you know when there was an update and i'm like oh crap i'm so sorry i'm just i'm trying to keep my foot in the door so that they, I'm, I'm not trying to be a bother or whatever, but I could tell that she's like, you have to wait. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm sat here just going, but the weather is really nice. I don't want to work on the bed. <laughs> you know, it's in my folder for sunny days. You don't understand. <laughs> like that's not a justifiable argument to make to the lady that deals with bureaucracy and timing and red tape. Yeah. So, Al, I I 100% agree with you. Like, I have the benefit. It's a double-edged sword, right? I have the benefit, but also the fault of my taking responsibility and owning the situation that I'm in and trying to self-support, you know, and and work for myself. It's It has all these benefits for me mentally and physically and then financially. And the other things is that because I am control, I am not allowed to pass the buck. I'm not allowed to put it on somebody else. I cannot make excuses for why mm. things don't, don't get done because I am the only one responsible for, let's say, 80% of the list that I'm writing out. It is those 20% that are just, you know, wrenches thrown in the system where I I make plans. I try and project outwards. I try and do what you're talking about, Harry Seldon. <laughs> I know exactly where I'll be six months from now. And then suddenly the county just goes, uh it'll be eight months before you do that it destroys everything right all the plans fall apart because of the alien influence of the people that work (laughs) for the state of california (laughs) so i'm i'm like i'm delighted by the by the and all the days and having this responsibility and the motivation but you guys are right in steve what you're doing and al what you do i'm in a very unique situation but i can't imagine what it's like al when you guys are moving offices if you were in the middle of a big project, a big client gig, and then you're moving offices because your directors tell you so, and you're just like, you realize we have things due on Friday, and 
like the office is empty or Steve, you know, God forbid you get into a car accident or something horrible happens on the highways and you're just stuck. And it's like, mm. yeah, but we were hoping for our bread so that we could feed <laughs> people. And like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. I can't, I, I'm not going to leave the truck and walk this to you. You're too far away. But like, I want to deliver on my responsibilities and I'm motivated to do so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, it, so it's funny when, um, when Al brought that point up, it, it made me think about the fact that, um, like those outside influences are actually a huge motivator for me. So if someone else, um, like if I'm sat here and I'm like, uh, I can't be fucked. Like, I don't want to work today. I feel that if Al then phoned me and was like, Steve, can you, is there any chance that you could make me a fire poker or a knife or whatever? Like, tonight i need a blower yeah like fine okay yeah sure right uh leave it with me i will go down and i'll figure it out and i you know with whatever i've got in the workshop i will fucking make it, it doesn't matter if it's like three in the fucking morning like i'm like yeah sure i can do that because that's how my brain works like i'm super motivated for other people it's just when i'm doing mm -hmm. something for myself um and i do think that will uh improve once i've um uh, when I'm a little bit further along on the, the journey that I'm currently on. Um, but it, it it's a weird thing. Like when I'm, when I've done that and I'm, uh, I'm already like, I've got that ball rolling and I am motivated. The, the I think the only thing that I do occasionally find is if someone asks for something too specific or not specific enough, um, that's or, when I lose too specific. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's when I lose inspiration because it's like, oh, can you just make me a thing? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> and, um, but one of the things I, I think like that I, I've noticed is like, if that motivation kind of jar is kept topped up, then, you know, I can work on those things. If, if I allow it to get emptied out, that's when I really struggle to get, get going again. And it's not necessarily like, you know, every day it's completely empty some mornings i'm going to wake up and that that motivation jar is already at full level like if i've been doing motivational stuff the day before or the week before or whatever um so finding that kind of um like way of constantly keeping that topped up i think is a is a thing for me um and like one of the things that i'm looking at doing this year and looking at organizing uh probably for around the summer sort of time when i'm back from this job um is doing a regular meetup of um craftspeople in the area um as just as a social thing but as a kind of like we all work in isolation in our workshops and it's not necessarily that um you know hanging out together is gonna magically make us all money or whatever but it's it's realizing that that time is valuable by increasing that motivation by so you know yes it might be taking you away from the workshop for a couple of hours but the the kind of motivation and inspiration you get from that is is worth that time away because it, it increases your productivity increases your um enthusiasm increases your energy increases your motivation um so yeah like i think that for me is something that's really important that i really want to do and i'm kind of interested in what you guys or how you guys would keep that motivation jar um topped up mm, that's good there's a oh i could go on a diatribe right now it would it would actually require just alex being on this he had a really good uh discussion about that that i think came from wyatt's neck 
Yeah. Simon Sinek. Sorry. Simon Sinek that we've talked about before. Anyway, Steve, you're touching on something that I wanted to interject in the middle of your statement, but we talked about it last episode. And even at the beginning of this one where motivation and inspiration are are kind of two different things and they often get mixed up. Mm. But with what you just said about developing this idea with these local craftspeople and that being motivating, right. To do something like that. And then you end up hanging out with a bunch of craftspeople who are probably going to add a lot of inspiration and then you'll just be more motivated. And then those people will be motivated because they're like, Steve put this together and he's a facilitator. And I want to do that for other people. And then it's that cycle, right? Yeah. But it's probably because tears of the kingdom new trailer just came out recently, but it's reminding me of the Ouroboros symbol that we're seeing in this video game coming out, but it's the snake eating its own. <laughs> what? That's that's a callback to last week's episode when I said you need to watch Red Dwarf. <laughs> okay, Ouroboros. So, uh, the snake eating its own tail, but if there was a way to look at it in a more positive way, we're like, you're not going to destroy yourself in the process. It's just a cycle, right? So, we we say that motivation and inspiration are a little bit separate, but I do think there's just a cons- a constant cycle of you find a way to get motivated and then you are, or, or are you inspired as chicken or egg, right? Yeah. I got inspired. Then I got motivated to go and do it. And then that ended up developing even more of these things. And then there's a cycle outwards Mm. where the other person that's being inspired by you now gets motivated to do the thing. And then it's just this huge spinning circle of both things happening Mm. in equal time and equal measure. But Mm which one comes first isn't necessarily within our control. It's just kind of where yeah. you are in that circle. Like, am I going up this way or am I going down this way? Or am I, I, I think what you're talking about is a prime example of what it means to like, you have the motivation to develop this thing. It does lead to some inspiration that you will probably find with the other craftspeople around you. It will yeah. only continue to feed that cycle over and over yeah, yeah. again within you and then the other people as well. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think, like, again, for, for for me, like, this is one of those where um, it's it, like you say they they both feed into one another. Um, and there's always that that kind of um, that inspiration there. And I think it's going to be different for everyone because there's there's going to be some people that you know someone asking them to do something is not going to motivate them to, to to do their own thing. Like the amount of times that I've said to someone like, oh, "I'm just really unmotivated," and the, I'm trying to motivate you. Yeah, <laughs> like not how it works, dude. <laughs> yeah, and like the the advice I've had is like, I'll just just pick a project that you really want to do and go and do it. It's like, no, you don't understand. I can't do it for me. I need you to ask me to do something for you. That's how I get motivated. And then, like, you know, once I've I've done your thing, then I've got that like thing of like, oh, okay, I've done I've done a thing. Now I can carry on doing more things. It's it's breaking that cycle. It's breaking out, and that that's going to be different for everyone. Um, and the same with the the inspiration. Like that is going to be, everyone is going to find inspiration in completely different ways. Everyone's going to find motivation in completely different ways. But we can help each other out by, by talking to each other about what motivates us, by talking to each other about what inspires us, um, especially if it is outside the norm. Like, because, you know, yeah, every, everyone can look at Pinterest and, and Instagram and, and get inspired by that. And, you know, everyone can see a, a really nice tiny home and go oh that's a really cool idea i want to do that but like if you're talking about true inspiration and true motivation like they i think they come from different places um and 
exploring those with other people in itself is motivating like this the, these last two episodes talking about being motivated and talking about being inspired has made me go fuck actually you know what i do want to go out and i want to do that thing i want to build this i want to do that i want to work on this thing like i'm feeling fucking motivated and inspired now and talking about those things is really uh important and it does help you and it, it also might mean that someone gets um gets a different perspective on their own motivation that might make them realize something about themselves that they didn't quite know um like these episodes so often do like the fact that we were talking about inspiration and actually it was motivation was the 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 issue not inspiration um so yeah i think uh getting out and just talking to people about these things and being open and honest uh, is is in itself inspiring and it's also spiffing <laughs> in which case al have you got an order yes azab azab uh which means that you are first oh shit um yeah so <laughs> uh, <laughs> i like things that i've not done to motivate me um as in things that i've never done before not not just the list of things that i've not done um and one of my mates is really into like going to logging competitions. So, well, like, like timber sports. Yeah, timber sports. Sweet. Um, however, part of me is like, yeah, but they go a little bit too far. And, you know, there's dudes with like a V8 strapped to a chainsaw and it's like, how quickly can you cut a log? And, they yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. strange like sports that wouldn't really be associated with logging anymore or even if ever. Yeah. Um, but then I kind of went down a rabbit hole of different things, and there was one that was just like bricklaying. <laughs> but it wasn't like, you know, trowel throwing or anything like crazy or stupid. It was just literally like a dude's building a wall. Yeah. And it's competitive, and you go and watch the dudes build a wall. And it was like, oh, is it who can build the wall fastest? And it's like, no, because it still needs to be like true and straight and level. And like you know, properly done, and it's just it's just dudes building a wall, <laughs> but like competitively, and and like at the end they grade it and look at the pointing and stuff. I'm like, this brilliant. this is the kind of shit I need to get into. This is this is my competitive sport. Yeah, is dudes doing stuff really well? Because <laughs> it's like <laughs> it. that's all sport is, but sports of no value. Yeah, you're yeah. not getting anything out of it. Whereas if somebody was doing something that they're really good at and skilled and it's entertaining and there was something useful at the end, yeah, it's fucking brilliant. So because. Well, wall building did, competitions nice because joe did a um like a make a blade in a afternoon mm. competition that he came second in yeah um that was really cool but there was because i think it was jesse savage was talking about it on the blacksmith pub podcast fucking years ago um about uh like rock drilling competitions right they used to like rock and like the stories he was telling about that fucking nuts um but yeah that's so it's like it, it, you're gonna put like a, a a link to a YouTube video or something. I mean, in it? Uh, this I saw this on Instagram, but I'm su- I'm assuming there's there's a governing body and there's official, you know, I'm event. I'm it, there's probably sponsors. There's probably you know, I'm but, 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 but my my hope is it obviously doesn't stop there. There's obviously yeah competitive meetings and, and events for everything you can imagine. So I guess so. you're like when I spiff the concept of Saturday morning cartoons, I'm spiffing the concept of competitive doing things well yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh cool um 
what was it? Azab. So I am next. Fuck. Uh, hang on. Give me one sec. Uh, uh, sorry, I'm just trying to create a second Shotes Neats. Shotes. Shotes Neats. Shotes Neats. Shotes Sheet so that we can all show the sheets. Um, I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna do a re-spiff um, because we talked a little bit about people that are inspiring and motivating and things like that. And someone that is a constant source of inspiration and motivation is everyone's favorite Frenchman, Mr. Red Smith. Um, and yes, I appreciate this is another Reesbiff, but uh, I managed to have a good little, I say a good little, uh, conversation with him the other day, just on the phone, just hanging out. Um, it was really good, and I missed that, and I, I need to get back into the habit of doing that more again. I mean, I I think it's been, like, especially over the last couple of episodes, fairly obvious that um, I may not have been in the best place over the last uh, few months, and coming out the other side of that is um, is good, and I want to do more of that again. I want to speak to people more, um, get out, get talking, get motivated, and Red is definitely one of those people that I want to do that with because whenever i speak to him i always end up feeling definitely inspired like just just conversations with him just makes you want to go fuck i want to go down this alley of discovery now or i want to make this thing or i want to try this um and he's just one of the loveliest people out there so yeah red love you uh and if you don't already follow Red Smith in all of the usual social media places. Uh, I suggest you do. Uh, he even has a podcast, which is surprisingly not terrible, considering who the other hosts are. Um, yeah, I, I thought that Red was going to have to kind of carry the other two, but they, all three of them, actually do quite a good job. So, yeah, go check out Two Thirds Focused as well because um, it's good. Uh, right, Brett, you are next. Yeah. All right. Well. We're going to stick with Tools, because this is a podcast about tools, hosted by Tools. Okay, so I Are was looking spiffing up... the band Tool? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Maynard. Um, yes, so with all the electrical work that I have to do ahead of me, I've, I've learned a lot working on house and uh, fixing various things and just upping my knowledge of uh, wiring and and electrical work, but I like a good tool, like a multitasker tool, or if it's going to be a single-use tool, I want it to do its job so freaking well without having to spend an arm and a leg to get it. Well, a little bit of research led me to, uh, I knew that I had seen a wire cutter stripper combo thing where it's like one action and you put it over the end of the wire and you go click and then whoosh, unsheathed the wire and everything um and i couldn't remember for the life of me where i saw it and then uh i was sent adam savage's video where he shows off like his one of his favorite tools which is a 14 dollar amazon purchase from a brand called no easy it just looks like one of those tools that should not work at all but he has an entire video just showing how it works and it auto adjusts like it's little teeth and it's very simple mechanism auto adjusts to the gauge of the wire that you're cutting. So you can run within a pretty wide window of wire and just clip and cut and clip and cut without all of the, you know, twisting the pliers back and forth to undo it. And then you end up putting a cut in the middle of your wire, which they always tell you is really unsafe. So simple tool. There is 
the inexpensive version, which I'll put in the show notes uh, from No Easy. It's it's the one that Adam Savage talks about, and he does even mention it in the show that like there are better versions. There are more expensive versions that are just heavier duty because the No Easy ones are made out of plastic, and I'm I'm sure with enough use they will probably end up just failing over wear and tear. So you can up the game if you want, but if you're somebody who just Maybe you're not a professional electrician. You're not doing it every day, but maybe you want one tool. It's not electrical pliers like everybody buys. For the same price, you could have ones that just kind of do everything automatically for you, and they're really cool. So <laughs> I'm going to put those in the show notes nice. because they're heckin' neat. And for the amount of times that I've cut and stripped wires for this house and then what I have to do ahead of me, yeah. much like the riveter gun that I was talking about, I know it's going to end up saving me a lot of headaches and it'll just be a cool little ratchety tool to go click yeah. and it's done and then it's yeah. done and nice. nothing. I, I must admit, I've, I've used similar ones for doing uh, car wiring before and it's so, so nice. Um, and I do think like if you're doing a task multiple times, then it is sometimes worth, worth investing in a single purpose tool like that that just has one function but just does it really fucking well. Same as like getting a proper riveting gun. Like sometimes it's worth just investing that money. Um, so yeah, good shout. Um, right. Is there any other business? Al, have you remembered your AOB from last no. week? No, okay. Uh, in which case, uh, cause I don't have any guys. Um, we love you. Uh, oh no, wait, I, I was getting ahead of myself. I mean, we do love you, but before we get there, uh, if you want to find us, you can find us in all of the usual social media places. You can find me at Moonshine Metalworks. You can find Brett at Skull and Spade 13. And you can find Al at Al's Hack Shack. I'm Batman. <laughs> I gave you such a long pause to think of something, and that was what you came up with. No, I've just seen this trailer for The Flash, and if you haven't seen the trailer for The Flash, you'll know why. It's very exciting. Yeah, the trailer for the Flash. Um, what 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 was the thing that I saw the trailer for that looked really good? That wasn't the Mario Kart thing. Uh, anyway, um, yeah. And if you find us as a group, then we are uh, Fools with Tools or FWT Podcast everywhere. Um, if you want to get in touch with us and send us a uh, an opinion, a joke, a shopping, a whatever, then uh, you can email hello at fwtpodcast.com um do so yeah. any dad jokes since five minutes ago uh probably um i mean alan sends them to me fucking minute by minute um but no, no i'm not checking so no uh so if you want to fucking are oh, you you put me off now what was i said so yeah until next week we love you stay inspired stay motivated go and Find your motivation, go and find your inspiration, share it with others. Rising tide raises all ships and all of that. So we love you. Bye. Bye.